why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2020 has been the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure mellow with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you've never before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Thank you, Mello, for making me laugh through my ad read. Warranty forever, though. Warranty forever, right. Unlike uh, marriages. (laughs) You say that, too? Mm Mm-hmm. And I wish there were. You don't even get to like pawn that ring when it's over. It's just theirs. Right. Right. Isn't it? It's like the other person decides that they, I mean, I would never give up a ring. Let me just tell you that. But um, isn't it like if the other person decides like they want a divorce, like. No, I think they just keep it. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Good yep. to know. It's a gift. And so I think legally that's property. Uh, well, I'll get Pat Chamberlain to weigh in on that my, uh, my daughters have talked about it before and like ask their mom like what'd you do with your ring when you and dad got, got divorced and they told me that she gave it to a friend <laughs> i don't know if it's true or not they're very young but huh. you don't get it back no you sure. don't no that's why you always buy fake gentlemen <laughs> always oh right. hell no 10 year anniversary <laughs> get a real one and <laughs> upgrade it. yeah first one fake <laughs> And for Matt, 10 years is like 10 months. Right? Oh, yeah. First car, used. (laughs) It'll be a little crappy. Right? This thing might get wrecked. It has to be safe. Just go buy a vintage. All right. We are getting way off topic. We have some big news. We do have big news. Okay. Let's get into it here. We have big news. Teased it on the Twitter last week. And after a long time, I don't even know how long I've been trying to make this happen. uh, We are officially sponsored and partnering with Boulevard Brewing Company. It is something Melo and I've been working on for a couple months. Uh, once we knew I was leaving Bleacher Report and started thinking about what we want the future of content with, especially with what we both do um, outside of this podcast. So uh, Boulevard is on board. They're going to be a big part of it. And so everyone should have a celebratory Boulevard wheat today. It's crazy because like anyone who's followed me on Twitter or Instagram knows this is legitimately my favorite beer ever. So I'm not just a paid shill saying, ooh, try Boulevard Wheat. Like I actually have been telling right. people to drink it for eight years for free. Uh, so now I'm going to tell you to drink it not for free. But I am a huge fan of it. We're going to get some on the West Coast of Page. Uh, but this isn't just a Missouri beer. Like I think that's what people forget is I love it when I get those tweets. Somebody's like, oh, my God, I'm in a bar in New York drinking a Boulevard. And I got it because I remember seeing you tweet about it. So now they're going to be on the podcast with us. Yeah, it's cool. And they have a lot of great things planned to work with us too. Yeah. Maybe even a lot of the old stuff that you've loved before coming back in 2021. Things from before. What rhymes with before? Tour? Tour, Tour rhymes with before. Ooh. So there's going to be some fun things that we have giveaways. Uh, we're going to have awesome guests. As soon as COVID is dead, we're going to have some events. So I'm very excited. It's like I don't get excited about things. This is the most excited I've been about something ever, maybe. Since this podcast started. Yes. That's what yeah. <laughs> Obviously that's what he meant, but no, I agree. I'm super excited. I can't wait to try it. And also you can get it out here because I looked it up on their website. It's very handy. Just search and you can see where you can get it. So, yeah. and uh, for you page, because you're not a huge beer drinker, they have the, what the quirks and the flings. Yes. So it's like the flings and cocktails. And then they have mm-hmm. seltzers as well. So really for all you basic bitches like me. 
Love it. I have had them. They're really good. (laughs) Well, I've had them. Yeah, they are good. Uh, Next week, I will be wearing a Boulevard t-shirt for this podcast, guaranteed. So let's get into it. Happy Thanksgiving, first and foremost. Um, We are expecting a special episode for you this week. So also make sure you are subscribed. That way, when we do special episodes, uh, when that drops, you'll get the notification. So make sure you're subscribed. But happy Thanksgiving, uh, whether you're doing a Zoom call with family or an outdoor thing, or you're just being like, fuck it, we're getting together. Uh, whatever you do, uh, we hope that you and your family have a great holiday and then beat the shit out of somebody for a discount TV on Friday, because that's what this season is really about. That's the American way, right? It's the American dream. Paige, are you a Black Friday shopper? No. Well, Okay. Black Friday is a little. Black Friday is a little overrated for me. I I don't. I think there's like as someone who like shops, um, very diligently and finds sales all the time. Uh, Cyber Monday is better than uh Black Friday. So and also I just I'm not going to a store. There's no chance I'll do it online, but no chance I'm in giving someone bows at Walmart. And like around here, at least at least this year, a lot of places have already started their Black Friday stuff. Like I went to a sporting goods store the other day. They already had all their stuff marked down. No reason to wait until Friday. Yeah. Well, and I think people, too, are probably not going to let big crowds into certain stores. So I think it's more going to be online stuff. So you could probably get it I think in Joplin, Missouri, they're going to let you do whatever you want. In California, they're not. There's a curfew, so you can't get you out past 10. Yeah. Not for you. So in California, we shop online. COVID wakes up at 10.01. So you guys better be. (laughs) Exactly. I don't quite understand that. Uh, I also, another thing I don't quite understand, I'll just segue right into sports here, offensive pass interference in college football. And there's actually now a big debate about offensive pass interference in the NFL. Should it be a 15-yard penalty? Should it be a spot foul like it is? College football, spot foul. uh, So that's that's where we're at with it. I I think when you look at it, in like the game that we saw with Purdue and Minnesota, where you literally have like a game lost. I, I know the NFL tried to do it last year where they're like, oh, you can challenge pass interference now. And I don't know what the case is with the Big Ten and how they feel about it, but I feel absolutely terrible that you lose a game on a very good play where there's no contact. It's not even like debatable, like, oh, maybe he pushed off a little bit. There's no contact involved at all. And we see a team lose a game. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, no, that was probably one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And I, I tweeted about it and some guy like sent me a video and was like, oh, and it's like another angle of like his arm being back or whatever. And I'm like, you realize that guy got cooked already. Like he was beat. <laughs> so you have, if you are a defender, you have to be able to catch the ball, like for that to be called. And he was cooked already. He was gone. That was, there was nothing that was stopping him from catching up to him or actually making a play on the ball. So the fact that that was called at the end of it, it's such a good game too. Um, shout out Ronald Moore for being back. Um, but it, it just was insane that they, they did that. And it was like no big deal. And the game was over. And I was like, what just happened? I felt so bad for Purdue fans. Like so bad. That was awful. Yeah. Especially for a school that had, you know, like Purdue is a thing. And then you get a win like this that could be year defining, especially in a shortened yeah. season. Um, you're right about Rondell Moore. I know a lot of people got on me on Twitter because I said that I really liked uh, Kadarius Tony more than Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, when healthy, is one of the most explosive players I've ever seen in college football. But the thing is, it's just when is he healthy? We saw him miss a couple games already with an undisclosed injury. Uh, and but like, and then last year he was very banged up. Of course, freshman year he was. He was a Heisman candidate freshman year. I mean, he's so good with the ball in his hands. I just feel like as a prospect with Rondell Moore, he is a guy like you're going to have to get him in a scheme where you can manufacture touches for him, whether that's jet sweeps, pop passes, uh, punt returns, 
But then you have another like smaller framed guy who's been banged up and you worry about him being exposed to that many hits by getting those manufactured touches. So we're seeing players like Hollywood Brown really struggle with that transition. We've seen John Ross struggle with that transition players who were electric in college football just have not been able to get enough touches in the NFL. And I think with Rondell Moore, he's a little bit different because he's so thick. Like he's more like a Tyreek Hill than a John Ross. And that's definitely more than a, a Marquise Brown. Like, yeah. As far as build goes, but I, I loved watching him play and when healthy, I do think he's one of the best receivers in the nation, it, but that's a big question. Is yeah. I healthy? also, I don't know that we can knock him for the injury thing. Cause he had an injury that kept him out for the year. And then I think this was just like him coming back. He also, you have to remember, he decided not to come back. Like when COVID and stuff, right. all that stuff was happening. He was not at Purdue. He had to go back and move back and do all of that. So I don't know if it was fully an injury thing. I don't know if he just like, wasn't in like game ready shape or whatever, or just pivoted to something else. Um, but I don't think that he's like somebody we've seen get like hurt over and over again and have like little injuries here and there. I think it was just the one. And now he's kind of, I mean, he didn't miss a beat. It looks like in the first game that he's That's played. True. So I, I wouldn't knock him yet for the injury thing. And like Mel said, he's, he's built different. So I, I think he's fine. Yeah. I mean, I would love him. Like if you get him on a team where they can get him those, I don't want to call them easy touches because no touches in the NFL are, are easy. But if you get someone who is dedicated to getting him the football, then he's yeah. going to be a monster and letting him work and learn how to run routes at the NFL level. Like, I think he's a great athlete, but I do think that there's some catching up to do with missing your sophomore season. Uh, and now a couple games into your year expecting to go in the draft. I think he's going to be a really good prospect. I don't know if I'd say he's like first round talent yet. It's also a very deep receiver class though. Absolutely. Is very much is. We saw Devonta Smith go off again. Again, I mean, Kadarius Tony continues to play really, really well. And then you, or Tom Wallace, I'm the biggest Tyler Wallace fan. He had a pretty good week. Well, three of those guys are senior bowl guys. That's right. Well, they're at least seniors. Yeah. I don't know if Devonta Smith will be a senior bowl guy, but God, I hope so. He's eligible. That would be amazing. Nagy's pretty good at getting those Bama kids to show up. So that would be great. Speaking of Bama kids, uh, Debo Sweeney is a, I don't want to say anything that will get us in trouble in the future. I do not, not like. Happy. His response to the Clemson-Florida State game being canceled. I thought it was uh, immature. I thought it was poor leadership. And now the fact that Florida State, Mike Norvell, who I'm not a big fan of as a coach, now Mike Norvell is like, hey, we'll play. It's going to cost $300,000, and I'll pony up some of that. Let's do it. And now Clemson's like, ah, we don't really want to. This is like when I talk shit to somebody, and then they finally turn around, and I'm like, you know what? I was joking. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, no, you can't do that. You can't like run your mouth. Be like, oh, they just don't want to play us. They're afraid. And then when they step up, like, hey, we'll play. Let's split this. Dabo makes like $9 million a year. He can pony up 150 on his side to make this game happen. He just doesn't want to. And it's, it did seem a little rough. I like Dabo, but it seemed a little rough that he was like, oh, they're just scared. They didn't want to get beat. All that stuff. Obviously, that's not a direct quote, uh, but it's not a good look. And I mean, you look at the way Nick Saban handled the LSU and that game being canceled. That's leadership. That And that's like, that's the way. That's the the standard of how you should do things. Dabo Sweeney is already kind of in hot water over the way he's handled COVID and Black Lives Matter and everything else is offseason. Like, maybe just take him away from the microphone. Maybe the PR guy goes, you know, we're going to limit your interviews this week. We're going to call on certain people. I don't know what it is, but at some point it's going to hurt recruiting. If he keeps going off and people disagree with what he's saying, it's going to start hurting recruiting. You know which, how? Sorry, go ahead. 
I'm sure Clemson recruiting is still going to be very good, but <laughs> it'll take a while for it to hurt it. But the Houston Texans fired their PR person, Amy Pajic, who's amazing. Clemson should just please hire her and be like, keep Dabo from saying dumb shit because he is one hell of a coach. I think he's the second best coach in college football. Mm-hmm. You could argue over the last five years, it might be one A, one B with him and Nick Saban. He's amazing. Yeah. He's a hell of a recruiter. Everyone I know speaks highly of him, but he has put his foot in his mouth a couple times this year and had to walk back statements. And we're sitting here Tuesday morning. I would not be shocked if there's a press release today of Dabo trying to clear up what he said. No, he he doubled down and basically Never mind. No press so here's, the, here's the thing is what he said was he felt like Florida State by canceling that game was attacking Clemson and his players and their protocol and saying that they didn't follow protocol. And he's he's not going to apologize for defending his players. So here's my thing. I totally get that. And that's fine. But what he did was extremely careless. And instead of just saying, hey, you know what? This could have been a false positive because he tested negative. We are working to figure it out. This is such it's part of what we're having to deal with. It's frustrating. But instead, he attacked Florida State for canceling a game when one of their players, in fact, did test positive and was there. So right. he could have exposed somebody else. Their team has already dealt with a COVID outbreak. They're not trying to have more games postponed. They're just doing what's best for their program. And everybody's trying to do that. So I wouldn't mind you defending your players and saying, hey, you know what? We did follow protocol and we're not sure how this happened. Instead of saying this is an excuse, you know, to not play. Right. Like that to me is so careless and so th- like, it is like you said, Nick Saban handled it so well, because to be honest with you, if there was a more team to be afraid of, like another team, like LSU should be way more afraid of Alabama than Florida State yes. should be of Clemson. So like if anyone's going to say something like that, like Nick had the opportunity. So uh, especially because we know LSU players were like out getting COVID. There was like a rumor that that was like a thing they were trying to get it. But it, to me, that was so careless. And I wouldn't <laughs> mind you just saying, hey, like we did follow all the rules and we don't know how this happened. It's disappointing. We're upset. But instead he attacked them. And then now I was like, Oh, why is everybody mad that I'm defending my players? That's not it. We're not mad about that. We're just mad that you're blaming. Like you're saying that it's not about COVID and the fact that like that could have affected their team as well. So I don't know that part just really bothered me. I do uh, like him as well. And I think that he has redeeming qualities, but yeah, that's, that's a tough one for me. I have one. I two things I'm going to ask you about during that epic rant, which is amazing. Um, well, number one, you got to get my word in edgewise with you, Matt. Come on. Right. <laughs> I do think that we can all agree that Dabo doesn't believe in COVID. Uh, and number two, wait, LSU players were trying to get it. No, at I the need... beginning of the year, there was like a rumor that like players were going out to get it before the season started. Oh, so they could just yes. get it okay. over with. I thought but, you meant they were like, they see like, Bama actively. on the schedule and they're like, <laughs> and they're like let's go get it. No, 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 no. I was, did not. Thank <laughs> oh, you for okay. clarifying. Thank you for clarifying. I was not uh, accusing LSU of getting COVID. You not see Bama, Bama on the schedule and you're like, breathe on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, pull your mask below your nose. Right. Um, show up to Tuscaloosa a little bit earlier and you'll get it. No, no, uh, but no, no, no. I just meant at the beginning of the year. People were saying that like some college football players in Florida, LSU was one of them were like trying to get it beforehand so they could just get it over with, but don't do okay. that. We don't recommend it on this podcast. No, d- don't recommend it. Uh, I've heard it's not fun. So don't do that. Um, how about BYU and their bullshit as Paige put in the rundown. So BYU tweets a photo of Zach Wilson, who's hell of a player wearing a headband, which I don't recommend. And it says any team, anytime, anywhere. And so Washington's like, Hey, We'll play you. Uh, <laughs> Sup? We're free. Yeah. Washington slid in those DMs. You up? And you BYU was like, 
Uh, sorry, we're in a relationship. Uh, no, no, we actually didn't mean any team anytime, anywhere. And I know there's like some red tape of like, oh, but you can't you can't like throw your guy out there with with a headband on number one saying any team, anytime, anywhere. And then do the Homer Simpson gif when Washington shows up and it's like, listen, Washington's not even that good. I think BYU might beat them. So right. I don't understand the, oh, we'll play anybody. And then, oh, shit, no, we won't. Like, you, never mind. You, just, you can't put it out there unless you mean it, especially when, like, in this age, you know that somebody's going to do it and you know they're going to so- talk about it. Like Washington or Oregon, somebody was going to go to BYU and be like, hey, actually, we would like to pay, play you. And we're going to pay you and come up here and do all this stuff. And then to be like, and let's wait till Tuesday. Let's wait till those college football playoff rankings rankings. come out. Because, I mean, what BYU is doing is if they're somehow ranked number four, they're going to be like, ah, nah, resume is good. We don't need to. They're not going to be. But, I mean, when it comes out Wednesday and we all know that they're ranked like sixth probably, now they are probably looking at it saying, Okay, we do we need, need a power team. five win. We need another good quality yeah. win. Yeah. So we will put you on our schedule, but now it's too late and you can't do it this Saturday. So uh, BYU does have some open dates for the rest of the season, though. So I hope they do get a team like Washington or Oregon, somebody in the Pac-12 that is actually good. They should play Utah. I think they need it for the resume. Even if they somehow did get to number four last night, they still need another win because those SEC teams both look really good. And I think you can even throw Texas A&M in that mix as well. If BYU and Cincinnati, if they want to make the playoff, they got a long, long road ahead of them. Yeah, I, I if I'm on the committee, I'm putting Cincinnati above BYU just to be. Oh, absolutely. The fact that they're not even doing they're not even trying. Like they said they were trying just to like give that friend of like, hey, anytime, anywhere. Um, <laughs> the other part of this that just like drives me absolutely crazy is that like, OK, so we're able to get games like scheduled within like a week why on God's green earth do we schedule games for 20 years in advance oh in college God. football then? Like, why it. does that happen? So we're able to like, because of COVID now we're able to like schedule games real quickly, but we have to wait for Arizona and Alabama to play in 10 years, which actually is happening. Maybe. Oh yeah. I hate it like, I, I know that there's a lot of logistics that go in and at scheduling all this stuff. But now we've proven you can get it done in a couple months. Like it might not be ideal, but you can do it. I hate the yep. schedule release because every time it comes out, it's like, oh, USC and Alabama are going to play a home and home in 2035. It's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> why are you even telling me right now? We could look and see our kids. If we know where they were going to go to college, we would know who their team yeah. is playing. And your oldest is eight and minus seven. Yeah. So, yeah, like we yep. would know. It's crazy. crazy. I hate it. I do hate that. But I think BYU, like you got a man up. Like you started, you ran that mouth. Yeah. Now you have you, to step you up. You have to put somebody else on the schedule. You can't just ride your schedule the rest of the way. You said anytime you have to put somebody else on that schedule and it has to be a good football team. Can I uh, bring Texas up Texas State? Can I bring up something off topic about other thin skinned people? Um, so I like to keep things pretty lighthearted on Twitter. I think that is one thing that makes me different from the other people in my industry, right? So, David Carr, former number one pick in the draft during Sunday night football, tweeted a photo of little brother, Derek Carr. You know, when he's doing like the head down, like peeking through his mascara thing. Uh, And it was like never a doubt or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, the Raiders lost that game. So I retweeted it. Tag freezing cold takes. That's funny to me. Like, oh, you, you you know, you came early on the tweet, buddy. We got to laugh about it. And he fucking blocked me on Twitter over it. Like, come on, David Carr. Come on, block me on Twitter. 
I mean, Matt, do you block people on Twitter, Matt? No, I don't. Here's why. Here's my strategy on that. I am not going to restrict anyone's ability to read my work. And if I block you, it also, that's one less person who follows me. So if I blocked everybody that was a dick to me, I'd have like seven followers on Twitter. So no, I don't, I don't me. take that energy. So I block people. I will block really? you so quick. I haven't, I used to not be like that. Cause I just didn't really care until probably like, I would say like two months ago when someone was just mean for no goddamn reason. And I was like, Okay, bye. And they were, but, and like, I get it where they do it on every single one of my tweets, which I'm sure happens to you too. But like, I don't have that many followers. So like, it's very noticeable when someone is being mean to me because it's like, there's maybe why three don't you comments just mute to my them home then? Because I feel like that's, then they're just yelling into the void. Because I don't even need to see it. Like, I don't need you telling me that like something is stupid every five seconds. Like, I already know that what I tweet is stupid. But Thank if you, you mute them, you're not going to see that and you don't lose a follower. No, I don't not. care. I, don't look I want true followers who are there to support me, not just numbers. Thanks, Matt. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to get advertising dollars, so I need those numbers. So <laughs> once you uh you know rethink that strategy. I love you, Paige. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, have, I have pretty thick skin, so it doesn't really bother me when people come at me on Twitter. And even like a lot of times, if somebody will get a good one off on me, like I laugh at it. Like, oof, you got me there. I'm I'm taking the L. I'm not gonna respond to it because I don't want people to see it, but yeah. that's a good one. You got me. I know our guy, Big Country, went through it with Raiders fans, and I was reading like all 250 replies. They were hilarious. At it. it was hilarious. Rough for my man for a week. Right. But, but it's part of it. If you're going to work in this industry, and there is a line, like if people are coming at you over, you know, like especially with female uh, females in sports, like it's it's hell on earth for you guys. I don't know how you deal with it without being alcoholics. So like that, that crosses a line. Like if you're making comments about somebody's appearance or, you know, anything like that, like you're a terrible human being. Yeah, like if somebody was like, hey, remember when you thought Trent Richardson was good? Like, yeah, I do remember that. Glad you do, too. That's you know? such a lazy one, though. Anymore. It is. Oh, I have so many better things. That I you think could go that at. one's become almost like a joke amongst people that actually like and support your work. It's Probably. not like, you know, the trolls coming out of nowhere and being like, oh, hey, you remember Trent Richardson? Right. Yeah, because everybody does because everybody liked Trent Richardson. Yeah. And even when he was traded to the Colts, they're like, oh, just a first round pick. Like, right. What? This is crazy. This is going to be. I think that's a huge part of just being in the industry, even doing this podcast and changing from like what I've done in the industry so far. Like you do have to put yourself out there and like give takes like I told you guys like I could do a better job of it sometimes and like I'm gonna be wrong and and that's gonna happen but like that's part of it if you're not willing to do that then especially because like people remember and will screenshot your shit like I'm sure the people that are trolling you have stuff they've just deleted it because no one cares what they say oh so absolutely we we hit and miss on a lot mm-hmm. oh and that is a beautiful segue by one page Kuhn Thank uh, you. we're gonna play a little game with hits and misses uh, I thought we were calling ourselves out on this, but apparently Paige has a list of grievances that she would like to. <laughs> no, I just have one. It goes with my hit. You're fine. Most festivus. Okay. So uh, here's my miss for the year. I tweeted over the summer that James Franklin was a better coach than Dan Mullen. And a Florida fan responded and was like, in what universe <laughs> is James Franklin a better coach than Dan Mullen? I was feeling feisty. I retweeted it and said, this one. Uh, so I was wrong. And what's funny is I tried to do like the 180 on James Franklin or a couple of years ago. I was like, this dude is wasting skill players. If you're a skill player, don't go there. He's just not developing them. Thanks, Christian Hackenberg. So then I was like, you know what? He's done a pretty good job coaching there. Let me come back around on my guy. And now look what you've done to me, James Franklin. I so say, I thought you hated James Franklin or had strong feelings. At least I had strong feelings about him. About him. 
And then you changed. The I was guy. just trying to be like, you know what? I was wrong. He's been coaching really well lately. Maybe I was wrong about this. Turns out I was just a little bit early on being right. <laughs> so my miss is also a hit if you go back in time enough. But I do love Dan Mullen. Uh, he has a hell of a staff. Very, very good with quarterbacks. You can look at what he did at Mississippi State, what he's doing at Florida. He's the man. So I apologize. Florida fan, Matt. I am a Flo- That's my team this year, Florida. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like one of my big misses is the Jared Stidham over Kyler Murray. Not that I feel like I was wrong about Jared Stidham yet. I'm not ready to give up on that. But I did have him as quarterback one over Kyler Murray. I just didn't know how committed Kyler was to playing football still. Uh, not to bring up a sore subject. I thought he might still play baseball, uh, but he didn't. And now he's so playing in the league and he looks really good. So did I have Jared Stidham over Kyler Murray? Yes, but I was also right and this is not part of my hits, about Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins being not good quarterbacks. But I did have Jared Stidham number one. I feel like that's a pretty big miss for me. Yeah, that hurts. I The L that I took this weekend was um, I tweeted that Wisconsin, if healthy, was going to be a playoff team, and they're healthy. And um, I think part, in my defense, we didn't know how bad Michigan was, and we also didn't know how good Indiana was. Right, so, that's true. It was kind of hard for me to evaluate that, but um, Northwestern also just played fucking lights out besides, I mean, that game was just like turnover after turnover, but like, you're going to lose if you give the ball up five times, like that's not good. Um, I know Wisconsin's a little banged up on offense. um, And so their quarterback and their like wide receivers looked a little off in terms of timing. And that just comes with not having, you know, reps with those guys, but um, yeah, no, I, I was wrong about the Wisconsin Badgers because they did not, they did not look good. And maybe it was just an off game, but it, it's not looking pretty for, for playoff hopes if they keep playing like that. Yeah, not, uh, I mean, I was there with, with Wisconsin. It's like, that's such a good team, like well-coached team, even though they're young this year, like they've got so many good recruits. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they finished second in the big 10. Oops. I was wrong about that one too. Uh, how about a hit? Uh, so I am apparently a Florida fan now. I didn't realize I did this. Um, Kyle Trask over the summer uh, when we were still doing stick to football, it's like talking him up all the time. And then like when the season starts, you just get that moment of like, yes, like this is everything that I saw from last year that I thought he could build on and improve. And like the confidence is there. He's getting through his progressions even faster at mellow week one. You and I were watching games together and I even said, he reminds me of like Josh Allen and Matt Ryan. If you put those two together to me, like the body type of a Josh Allen and the play of Matt Ryan, to me, that's Kyle Trask. And I tweeted and people got irate about it. Now we're looking at a player who is the Heisman front runner and who I think will be a top 15 pick in the NFL draft, if not higher, because the senior bowl is going to help him out a lot. So uh, thank you, Kyle Trask. That's two years in a row, though. I've My early quarterback ended up being pretty good. So I'll take that. Yeah, I really like Trask coming into the season. And like you were saying earlier about Dan Mullen, like, he's so good with quarterbacks. They even, uh, like, how did Felipe Franks not work out? Might be a huge question mark for him. He's playing okay in Arkansas. A hit for me, though, uh, I'm going to the NFL with Deontay Johnson, a guy I loved coming out of Toledo. I said over the summer that he was going to be wide receiver one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And a lot of people came at me and said, you must have forgot about Juju and all this stuff. Like, I get it. I like Juju Smith-Schuster. Deontay Johnson's been the number one target guy there when healthy. I think that he he played in a couple games that he was injured in, but he's still the number one guy there in Pittsburgh. And I don't know if Juju's even going to be there next year for it to be a conversation. I think Deontay Johnson is the guy going forward 
for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, and they hit on Chase Claypool. That helps. Yeah. Too. Oh my gosh, does that help? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mine. This is where I'm calling out Matt because my hit was that Spencer Rattler was going to get his shit together. Um, he had a rough start. And boy, has he got it together against a good Oklahoma State team. He looked good. He's had one interception since the Texas game, okay? And he plays he, the Big 12. It Come doesn't on. matter. It doesn't matter. So what? You okay, have you watched Bonex lately? Okay. I they're they're worlds apart in terms of consistency. I will accept that. Yeah. Now also, once Spencer got benched and got put defense. wait, what? So Bo Nix is playing SEC defenses, though. We have oh, to acknowledge please. that. Please. Please. Paige, I'm a big 12 football fan. They don't tackle in that conference. I like, understand. Don't believe I understand. But but I'm just saying in terms of consistency, like Spencer, Much this is his consistent. first. Yeah, especially now he's gotten it together and he's had less time than Bonix to get it together. So and Bonix is also very inconsistent. So I, I, still I can't look at him without getting upset. Spencer Rattler or Bonix? Both same, <laughs> right? No. I've been the same person. I don't know what you're asking. Mm, oh, I hate you so much, but no, my hit was that Spencer was going to get it together, and he has since since Lincoln kind of sat him down and benched him a little bit, and then they went back at it. And now, now they're looking great. They're rolling on all cylinders. A little too late for for any sort of Big Twelve team to to make the playoff, but you know, right. it is what it is. You still win the Big Twelve, which is all that matters. Yep. So uh, Texas Iowa State this weekend, by the way. On Friday. On Friday. That's right. Remember, kids. Friday football. A lot of games on Friday. Yeah. Which is, I'm going to be like turkey hungover just watching college football on Friday. That's my plan. There's college basketball, too. Nobody I'm cares. So hopefully. Okay. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, sorry. Half, half of it's been canceled. No big deal. Yeah, Arizona. Page is an Arizona fan. I'm a Duke fan. And both of our schools are like, yeah, we'll wait. We're going to postpone that opener. It wasn't my I'm team gonna- that got COVID, though. So I'm fine. I'm going to randomly pick a college basketball team to follow. Like I did with my NBA team tattoo. You might as well. I can't do it. Can't do it. That tattoo is about to get ruined anyway. (laughs) Nope. As long as you don't pick Arizona state, I don't care. No, I, I need to think about this more and then I'll be prepared. I'll do some research proposal. Yeah. That's how I picked my NBA team. It was based on logo. So we say that it can't be Kentucky. Yeah. It can't be Kentucky. My ex-wife's a Kentucky fan. So we're safe there. To say like Arizona and Duke both kind of hate Kentucky, so let's not. Do Ooh, well. Yeah, I also it can't be Wisconsin basketball either. I will <laughs> I will defend their football team, but I will not stand for Wisconsin. They knocked Arizona out of the the Elite Eight two years in a fucking row. I was two feeling years. like more like like a small school like Wichita State, you know, or Dartmouth. Uh, that's kind of a bad one. Yeah. Not a great time to get in. Yeah, on clearly, Matt doesn't oh, follow the coach. <laughs> their old coach, not a good one. Well, people oh, can uh, tweet at us and recommend college basketball teams for me. So yes, great recommend time your team. Tweet us or leave it in your uh, Apple Podcast review, which we are reading those. We appreciate all the feedback. Um, Mello, it's time to help some people solve some life problems, though. It's just the tip time. It is. And we had a funny one come in. I don't know if it was serious or not, but this guy says, can you slide into a girl's DMs with a funny meme? I say no. Like it, That's no. not the initial. It can't be your first one. Yeah. What? A funny You think meme. so? Like yeah. the first thing I'm going to say to you, his name is something <laughs> that I came up with. That's better than you coming up with something that like is like, hey, you're really pretty. I'd love to talk to you. Or hey, the weak face. You didn't hear this. <laughs> Don't uh, I, we've already been over this. Don't comment on a girl's appearance. First things first. Like that's not it. Don't do that. Also don't do Send song lyrics. Please don't. Oh, I can't ew. think of anything worse than a song. It's lyric so cringy. A, uh, I, I don't, you guys are looking at me with some judgment. I've never, uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> unless, uh, you're a mu- no. unless you're a musician, then fine. 
but I don't even think it is then. I think you wait on that but, one. Like I was actually thinking about, I like when people do the funny thing where they will start with a song lyric and then they just reply with the lyrics of the song. I don't know. It's funny. You just stick to it. Oh, you just keep yeah. going. Sounds like you can going. slide in Mello's DMs with, with lyrics. <laughs> I think quotes Not from like movies are funny. Not one though. Yeah. Like, that would just be dumb. A love song. Yeah. Movie right. quotes would be good, like funny movie quotes that like you guys can say, like, do we just become best friends? Yep. Well, I, I also think like that's a really good like fourth message back is you gotta throw though, do we just become best friends or there's so much room for activities? Can I say like, that, so, that one is so overused. It really is though. though. I agree it's overused. Three okay. years ago, quote step. It's like the trying to get out of work by using diarrhea thing. I, I'm so out on that. Be more creative. Your boss be better. What? Yeah. Everybody's always like, oh, I have to call in sick to work tomorrow. I'm just going to say I have diarrhea because no one ever asked about diarrhea. Yeah, that was from like seven years ago. Everybody knows that trick now. So maybe we just don't do that anymore. When you're a female, you have a totally different excuse that no one asks about. Must be nice. (laughs) Right? Must be nice. (laughs) Fuck you for that. Only we had that built in excuse. Uh, I, I don't want that. I don't have to call in sick to work, so I don't even know anymore. Or our own boss. Well, I'm not technically, but you guys are your own bosses. It's nice. Actually, Mello's my boss, so people don't know that he's in charge. I let him have a flexible schedule, though. Thank you. I get a lot of PTO. So anyway, no, don't slide into a girl's DMs with a meme. I say no as well. It can't be your starter, at least. I say you can't. I think I'm a girl. Well, (laughs) true. Like message two message three it's like a meme or if you ask like hey you want to get drinks sometime and she says yes then maybe you hit her with the i meme. just feel like i don't know if it like if you send a meme in response to something that they posted maybe but you can't just go all like fucking cold call somebody with a meme like let me just oh here you go it's, i think it's hard to respond to memes too it's like what yeah. am i supposed to say that's to that? true i guess like add something to it right i don't know right all right next one is thanksgiving theme this is a hot topic too for people uh going to my girlfriend's thanksgiving but they serve ham in all caps there uh not turkey what do i do i didn't realize that people get so outraged by this i would say what do you do you eat the ham like it ham's not bad i get that you probably want turkey uh but my ex-in-laws used to do ham on thanksgiving night and it was nice because I went to one family thing and I had turkey. Went to the next family thing and there was ham. So like, I get it. I guess maybe I'm the weird one here. So I actually don't eat pork. And so for me, this is so like for pulled pork. That one time when I was drunk, I pulled pork. Okay, there were sliders. They were delicious. Um, so I would just politely be like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I actually I don't eat pork. I'm just gonna load up on sides. They look amazing. I'm saving room for pie. Like I think there's a way out of that too. Just like just be honest. Like. Some people don't eat. And then they might be like, why don't you? And I'd be like, well, because when I was three, I ate a pork roast and threw up and I've never been able to eat pork ever since. Is that really why? That's really why. I, no I ate idea. the whole fucking thing. But I also just love that he called you out for eating pulled pork. I don't eat pork. I was specifically. You're like a, you're like a, yeah, right. You're like, you're a wedding reception and I was starving and starting to get tipsy. It was like, okay, we got it. With some food here. They put out sliders, which I specifically asked for. I was like, slider would hit the spot right now. And I ask, I get one and I eat it. And I was like, do you think this is brisket or pulled pork? And he's like, it's definitely pulled pork. And I'm just like, oh, fuck it. it Eating it. Pulled pork on like a King's Hawaiian roll. It was very fancy. So good. A little pickle garnish you, on there. 
good. Sounds like you really like this, Mello. Um, you're like a girl who's like, I don't eat gluten, and then she gets drunk and eats like a bunch of stuff right. that is like goes to Taco Bell when fries. she's drunk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, I am like that girl. So I think just like be honest. If you don't like it, don't eat it. Uh, but also, I do think there's something for just like swallow your fucking pride and eat the ham. You know, like if it's not like a, hey, I don't eat pork because you don't want them to see you shoveling hot dogs down your gullet at a baseball game <laughs> next year. So like you got to just like if you don't like ham, eh, maybe eat it. If you don't what, eat pork. What kind don't. of person is also going to be like, oh, sweetheart, I noticed you didn't get any ham. On <laughs> there are people. No, there are people like that that are going to be like, oh, my oh, God. you didn't give me ham. You should get some ham. And they'll be like, no, 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 it's OK. And they're like, why? Do you not like or ham? And then it's like offensive. Us, Trust put me, someone fuck up, grandma. I don't want it. No, put someone on your plate. I, and then and eat don't everything eat else be like oh i yes. got full oh yeah. i just filled yeah, up exactly yeah. my, that's, that's my thing point. put it on put a little tiny piece on your plate and don't touch it because like that happens at thanksgiving you your eyes get so big and you're like all right let's do this and so i do want to say this every bad relationship i've ever had in my 37 years of life their family served ham <laughs> i just want to point this out that your relationship's <laughs> probably going to fail it's the same, right? Same. People who pick ham over turkey is like, a, oh, it's Thanksgiving. We're cooking a fucking ham. Don't They're listen different. to Matt. They're different. Just saying. Tread lightly. Good Lord. All right. Next one. Uh, this is about Thanksgiving plans. I plan on drinking... I plan on drinking all the wine and bringing up the election results in the first two hours of Thanksgiving. What's everyone else's plans? Okay, so... Me. First things first. Call me. First things first. I... At first, I was like, I didn't write this question. I plan on drinking all the wine. I thought that was me. Because um, I Drink do all plan the wine on in a question. Yeah, I, that sounds about right. Um, I I would say it's funny to do that. But if you have a family, it's really going to get some feelings hurt. Don't do that. But I recommend drinking all the wine. That's my take. Drink all the it's wine. Tragic for us because everyone agrees politically at our house now. So it's like we can't just be. I miss the like good old like Romney Obama days where we could really throw down on some shit. You think <laughs> that was really like, worse than? Yeah. Well, I guess because it's so polarizing. Then, it's and then yeah, it was more it. like it was about policy. So you would just disagree on how rich people should be taxed, you know. And it's like now it's like let's not lock people up at the border and separate kids from their families. Everybody agrees that that's a terrible thing to do, or you should. And so now we don't get those, you know, like like yeah. we used to. Yeah, I, not, I would say avoid politics. Yeah, I, I feel like if you're not close with your family and you're having like a big family get together and you're just like, let me cause a little bit of chaos and then I'm going to dip out like that. That's your play, I guess. But, but here's the thing. I wouldn't. So like at, at our house, our oldest brother's a Raiders fan. You're a Chiefs fan. You're going to give him shit Thursday that your team beat his. If you were team Biden and Uncle Joe's team Trump, you got to rub that shit in. <laughs> you got, I think you have to. Here's you got to be. Oh, your team lost. I would I would much rather it be a sports thing than election thing. Like my brother's a Green Bay Packers fan. So like I can't talk shit now, but I mean, I have been able to. So like we we definitely go back and forth on that. So maybe pivot to a sports rivalry or something you disagree on sports wise. You know what? I'm going to disagree. It's been a hard four years. You bring that shit up if you want. I I would stay away from the politics. (laughs) Um, It's it's Thanksgiving. Have it. Have that conversation every other. Have those uncomfortable conversations every other day. But if you do for follow this plan and you're like, I'm going to drink all the wine and bring up the election results, please videotape it. Yeah, we send it. <laughs> send it in. We will play it on the next episode. Absolutely will. Not to encourage it, but video it. And we want to see you it. You are there. encouraging it. Um, are you a red wine with turkey? Kind of. Gr- I think that's the only move. Um, I 
guess i think red wine goes better with all the other things i don't eat like a ton of turkey so i'm like the person with ham and put a piece on there i'll have some of it um but yeah i'm definitely i i i love red wine it's my favorite and i we've had this conversation before i get like wine teeth and wine mouth and so like it's just not a good date cocktail for me but i guess not a cocktail but alcohol for me but yeah i'll drink wine at home all day long I bought a wine fridge in anticipation of you coming to visit and the fact that my girlfriend drinks red wine and uh, then he cock blocks the trip and you're not coming. So, okay. Well, uh, sorry. Coronavirus took a major turn. Um, sure. But I love that you bought a wine fridge. Kath is looking for, to get a wine fridge. And I'll send you the link on Amazon. We will, 18 bottles. we will uh, send you some good Livermore wine because we are members of a winery here and gosh, do they have good stuff? I didn't know that was a thing. We don't, we don't have those here. Are you serious? No. You didn't know this thing? Like well, a, did not know this thing. And I, like you guys said, you guys can come visit, but like all of that's closed. So I can't <laughs> wait till it opens and you guys can come try right. it. Cause it's fun. There's like a little lounge that you like sit at. That's what I did with most of my like summer is on Fridays would go out there and just sit. Mellow's going to love wine country. Mm. Big wine oh, country guy. Love wine. We'll yeah, bring you, you to St. Louis to show where they make Natty Light. <laughs> right. <laughs> actually, sorry. We'll bring you to Kansas City and show you where they make Boulevard Wheat. Which actually ah, will happen. Yeah, that will happen. Yeah, that will soon. happen soon. All right, last one. Last one. You want to get it where I can see all of it? Uh, yeah, I would like to do that for you here. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm getting to the point in my life where all my friends are starting to get married. And every time I struggle with the plus one, do I bring a friend who I know is a good time? Or do I bring a date that I might actually hook up with? That's a tough one. Uh, so I don't think this is a tough one at all. Uh, if it's to a wedding, you bring the good time. Because a fun time at a wedding is epic. Some of my favorite stories from the last 15 years are about just dumb things we did at weddings. Like have someone you can have fun with, you can dance with, who's going to be a good drinking buddy. And then after the wedding, you text the person who you think you'd actually uh, want to hook up with. Yeah. It's kind of like prom. Like you've just graduated from prom season to wedding season. So I'll agree with you. Take somebody that you can have a good time with. Maybe even if, Take a buddy. I, I think that's a play. Yeah. And then if you still want to scheme on some girls, do it at the wedding. Yeah. I think that's okay. Bridesmaids. I mean, girls can be good wingmen too. Okay. It doesn't have to be a friend you want to hook up with. Um, I have had a lot of friends get married in the last two years. Um, and one of them I was in. So I was like, I don't want to bring a date and have to worry about like the date yep. being alone. Um, if I'm not in like a serious relationship. Um, but I've had to like travel to them. So like bringing a friend and just like asking a friend to come along has been like, meh. So I've gone by myself and I'm not usually a person that likes going by myself, but it's actually a lot more fun because you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. And you get to like meet a ton of people. Like I, I, some don't really do well in social settings sometimes, but for some reason, the past two years at weddings, I've had a great time every single time I've gone by myself. So there's nothing wrong with going by yourself. I've been to two alone and had an amazing time. Yeah, it's so fun. You probably know someone there. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And if you're in the wedding, I would actually recommend don't take a date. Yeah. Because then that person's just going to be left alone while you have to go and do a lot of other stuff. Last wedding I was in, I went by myself and it it was amazing. One of the best weddings I've ever been to. Even though I didn't really like the people that much. Great wedding. (laughs) Um, no, I think it's fun. Like you can, and the other thing too, is like you're at a wedding and like, there's bound to be somebody else or a couple that's there that doesn't know people. Like you're always going to find somebody like you're sitting at your table. You're like obligated to ask how they know the bride and groom. Like you get to know people. It's really fun. I like it. Also fun fact. You could also just like find somebody that's a good time and date them. 
I know that sounds hard to do, but I think that's what everybody's goal is. To be I like, mean, I'm just saying uh, <laughs> at that sports page on Twitter. <laughs> DMs are open. I can't wait till you get married, Paige. I'll make the trip out for that. Oh, my Party. God. I, I am a riot at weddings. It's true. I you guys can give a speech, I'm sure. Um, I'm definitely that too. I'm glad I was telling my mom this is sounds kind of bad, but I was like, I'm glad I'm not like engaged or planning a wedding right now because I would be yeah. that person that's like devastated that I can't have like the massive wedding because I right. want to have a huge wedding and a blowout. I love the so idea of that. Yeah, so I'm not married. Yes. Our friend that just got married had a they did a really good job. They did like a private ceremony and then had an outdoor reception that was really cool with like socially distanced tables. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Yeah. I'm, my family is massive. They give me. So. Oh, they give you masks. That's nice. Black ones that like, you know, so it was like kind of classy. So Cla- yeah. black ones. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I want to have the big party. Plus my family is like massive. So I have a big Irish Catholic family. And so like Our wedding. Great. There's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be like, no, <laughs> we won't have actual Catholic mass with my wedding, but uh, there's like my family in itself is almost a hundred people. It feels like, so I would have to get it together and, figure out how to shorten that list yeah it must be nice to like your family other than mellow i love Mello. okay that's our show from us but we do have a special interview with musician ray fulcher i fucking hate both of you uh we're gonna talk some georgia football so eric church morgan wallen luke combs and also what he's doing and find out the best uh spots to get hot chicken and drinks in nashville so it's a pretty good interview stay stay here and you can listen to it all right guys our guest today is a extraordinary uh, songwriter and um, musician Ray Fulcher is joining us and also a diehard Georgia Bulldog and not just a fan though you're associated with the the football team tell us a little bit about that right yeah so uh, first of all thank y'all for having me on um, yeah second of all so when I went I'm from Harlem Georgia and I always dreamed of playing football at Georgia but when I realized that dream wasn't going to happen my second uh, I, I always want to go to school there so I ended up getting in school there kind of um, towards the end of application process and went there. And then um, I kept seeing these like student assistants on the sideline. And I was like, how do these guys get those jobs? So I just walked in there one day and said, Hey, I don't know who I'm supposed to talk to, but I'd like to be a student assistant. And, like Literally they had just had someone quit. And so I just like, out of nowhere, here I am, you know, they gave me a shot as like a volunteer for a year. But then, so anyway, I went on to be a student assistant for, Four years and then a grad assistant for two years. Who was the head coach while you were there? Coach Rick. Oh, okay. So you had a good time then. Yeah, definitely a good time. Uh, so now that we've established that you are clearly a college football coach, uh, right. what are your thoughts on JT Daniels? I mean, Jamie Newman, y'all have had some quarterbacks sit there. Jake Fromm, the, the Justin Fields controversy. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, a revolving door. It's been a revolving door. And I think that, you know, Jamie Newman kind of opted out, you know, I think left us scratching our head a little bit. And then I think we've done the best we can. I love Stetson Bennett, love his heart. I mean, I think, I think they did the right thing with like making sure J, JT Daniels was, was fully healthy before they kind of turned him loose. And I think it, you know, in a perfect world, it probably was, you know, earlier than it was, but you can't rush that stuff. So I think he obviously showed what he can do this weekend, past weekend. And I think, uh, you know, it, it felt good to know that, you know, it looks like we got a quarterback moving forward, you know, for this year and, and, and next year. And so, which I think helps the quarterback room a lot to not next year, like have a bunch of uh, expectations on like a true freshman. So, 
What are your thoughts on Georgia going forward? Are you happy with the season? Kind of what's your expectation uh, for yeah, them? You think, think they'll make the playoff? Well, this season is, I mean, is weird just in general with COVID and all that. And, you know, I don't think the, like the defense has quite played up to their ability, but, I mean, in other games they have. And so, you know, with two losses, I don't think they're going to make it, you know, the playoffs. But I think I think now more than anything, the rest of this year, as weird as it is, I think that you kind of use this as more of a springboard, you know, to next year, I think. So, yeah, no. So, um, obviously, COVID has made things a little different for you as well. Um, I know you were supposed to go on tour with Luke Combs, I believe, right? right. Before yep. all this shut down. How did you two meet? And um, for those that don't know, Ray has written a zillion songs for, for Luke, it seems like. Um, yeah. yeah what, what, how did you guys meet? And um, where does tour kind of stand for you right now? Um, so, we met. Uh, in 2014 it's funny how we met like I moved up the same day as I didn't know anybody in town I moved up like May I think 12, 11th or 12th of 2014 and I noticed the same day that John Langston was too and I didn't really know John but we kept in touch a little bit and so I was like hey I don't know anybody I don't know if you do but like let's hang out and so <laughs> my birthday was May the 15th and so we went to Buffalo Wild Wings for my birthday and then while we were there uh john was like hey i got this guy from out of town staying on my couch he's here recording some songs so let's go back and hang out with him so anyway that guy wound up being luke combs and Damn. uh so that's how we met luke hadn't even moved to town yet and it was like my first week in town and then you know we, we moved on to um uh he moved he moved to town like september like early september of that year and we kind of reconnected there and i mean we started writing songs pretty early i think in 2015 and uh just um you know we wrote every tuesday for like a year and you know we kind of wrote a bunch of songs that was on his first record and then now it's second record and so you know it's been it's been good how crazy is it that like that's like the typical nashville story though you know people are like yeah so like i was at a buffalo wild wings with this guy and then he had this guy sleeping on his couch and he was dating right. this girl and, you know, like Melo and I've had Ryan Hurd on our, our former podcast a couple of times. And that's kind of like Ryan's story was the same thing. It was like you just everyone you run into is super talented. So how crazy is it that you get to work with like Eric Church, Morgan Wallen, Luke Combs, and not to dismiss like the things that you're doing on your own, which are super awesome, too. Yeah, it's wild, man. I mean, Nashville's a crazy town and uh, it's crazy how those things can line up, you know, and you just don't even know it. You know, and you look back later and you're like, man. That was crazy how that happened. And I think part of it is just being being out there and being, you know, um, you know, trying to trying to make those situations happen and not force anything, but just, you know, being um, being being out there, being present, going to the writers rounds when, when you first moved to town and, you know, you just never know what connections you're going to make. And then you always, you know, you'll find magic, you know, with, with a certain group of people normally. So who was more fun to tour with uh, Luke Combs or Morgan Wallen? They both seem like they'd be a good time. Yeah, they, man, they both were a good time. I mean, you know, they uh, I've toured with I've toured with Luke before and since Morgan, and like this this latest Luke tour I was on was, you know, even it was big amphitheaters, you know, like 30,000 seats. So those were, and then when I was with Morgan, those were like clubs and all. So they're just two different things, but both were super fun, and um, I like you know, both those guys are are great friends, and and uh, obviously. Kind of, it's, it's the Luke and Wallen show right now on country music. So, right. um, yeah, getting to tour with both those guys has been been awesome. And, and you know, we're supposed to be on tour with Luke right now, but 
Um, it's already rescheduled for next year uh, this time. So we'll be hitting you up for tickets. Don't worry. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually been to um, a Morgan Wallen concert and backstage with JD and John. And I can tell what you, John is like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey, okay. John and JD are actually a lot of fun and their whole John's whole band is super great. So um, I would vote for John in that. I know we didn't ask that, but um, so I've actually had two trips to Nashville canceled one because of work and one because of COVID. Um, So any pro tips on bars and places you have to go when I do eventually make it to Nashville? I don't even know anymore because they're like building some while they're (laughs) down the Broadway, like, I mean, twice this year or something. I mean, it's been it's been crazy um when it is open i guess what's that when it is open where's your go-to place yeah i mean i I would say i mean for me it's been it's like red door losers winners and stuff um you know i don't venture i don't venture to broadway a lot unless it's i like broadway on a weekday at about two o'clock because (laughs) it's like it's like times square yeah it is it is and and uh, and you know, and there was a time in my life where I loved, I love that. And like, uh, but now, I mean, I just love losers and kind of the localness of it and, uh, um, you know, and red door and yeah, I mean, and so I'll say downtown, you know, when I do go down there, I love going to like the old places like Robert's Western world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, they got so many new ones now. Like, um, uh, we played a bunch of shows at like old red, but they have like the, they have the Hampton Social now, which I've never been to, but a ton of people love that place. Um, and they have like the new Virgin Hotels place over on DeMumbrian, all like Midtown. And a lot of people go there. I've never been there either. So, um, you know, I mean, that's the thing is probably by the time I go back down there, it'll be 10 new, 10 new ones. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with the, you know, you can't ever go wrong with like the staples of like, uh, you know, Tootsies and the stage and Rippies and all that stuff. So, um, it feels like a, long time since i've been in one of those places but part of that's because of covid i probably would have been there at some point this year but i mean um i, I went down there and played a show like a, about three weeks ago and uh actually it was three weeks ago to the day but um and that's and i was like thinking to myself like this is the first time i've been here since like january which was super strange um but 2020 so the other thing that Nashville is known for outside of uh, crowded bars named after uh, musicians, yeah. uh, hot chicken. Where's your spot for hot chicken? Because so Melo and I actually go to Nashville every year. We take a, a grown up spring break, go to Nashville. Got canceled this year. Fuck you, coronavirus. Uh, but uh, the hot chicken debate is very real when it comes to Nashville. Yeah. I, and I've had a few of them. I mean, um, and I look, man, I love hot chicken. I like, I like, I've tried a bunch of them. Um, and I'm trying to remember. Golly, I'm trying to remember the name of, of – there was one that I had. And I I think Hattie B's is great. I think it's a little yeah. watered down as far as, like, you got to go like an actual, you know, original hot chicken place. Like, the mild or medium is as hot as, like, <laughs> the hot or extra hot at Hattie B's. So, it's a little bit, you know – but if you can go in there and get, like, the extra hot and the sides are awesome, and I think it's great. Sometimes the line is a mile long, as you know, but – Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember it. Oh my gosh. I can't remember the name of this place, but I went one time and, uh, Oh man, I'll have to text you. Yeah, anyway. there we go. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Now it's it's also on- one of those things where like when Paige was asking about bars, I, I cringed a little cause everyone I know from Nashville is always like, don't tell 
people where the cool spots are. Don't right. ruin right. it. Because like it used to be five points. No one knew about five points. It's like this is where the locals can hang out. It's cool. Yeah. And then one fucking person gets on Twitter and tells everybody, yeah. I saw Mayor Morris at five points and you ruin a whole neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah, you guys gotta keep there. some of that stuff to yourselves. Yeah, I think um anyway, this one place I went to had I got medium at this place and like uh they um I remember the the people uh, you know in the back were like kind of snickering or whatever. And I was like, I didn't know why. And the medium was the hottest thing I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was over there, like I had to order milk and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's the hottest thing I've ever had. And I can't, um, and it was medium. And so I'm trying to remember uh, where it's that was. like a Buffalo Wild Wings. It's real hot. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They didn't give you a meter. No. <laughs> right. no. So oh, Ray, are you still in Nashville right now? Is that kind of where you stay full time? Yeah, I live in Mount Juliet, so you know, fifteen miles outside of Nashville. Very nice. Um, before we let you go, I do have to ask you one thing because um, it's kind of a huge fucking deal. Sorry, mom, for swearing. Um, to have Eric Church sing one of your songs, and right. I'm just curious how that that happened and how that all came about. So we wrote <clears throat> "Dust to Me," Luke and I and Tyler Reeve back in 2016, and then we always thought that, like, when we wrote it, we were like, man the chief would sound awesome on the song sound badass. And, you know, we were like, well, a guy can dream kind of thing. Cause no, we had no connection with them back then. And then, but Luke always wanted to cut that song. So we, time goes on and Luke gets his record deal and gets some success. And so then the idea popped back up, like, you know, and they were like, well, we can ask him and see if he wants to. And so anyway, yeah. Luke called me one night and was like, yeah, my manager called Luke, uh, Eric's manager and they listened to it. They love the song. and He's going to sing on it. And uh, and I remember just being at my house in Hendersonville at the time and just like damn near like tearing up with Luke on the phone. And just because he's Eric is kind of both of our kind of big inspiration hero in this town. And, and so to have him on that song is just incredible. Not not just have this on the song, but have it to go be a single and then a number one is just, man, pretty, pretty, pretty wild. So, yeah, I'm very thankful for that. You got to start rocking the aviators with the. Oh, I know. <laughs> Did I read that? that you didn't start playing guitar until you were 21 years old? Is that right? After an Eric Church show that yeah. I like got inspired to kind of go and pick up a guitar. So, yeah. so there's still hope for me at 33. Yeah, right. Go ahead. <laughs> got to start somewhere. Right. He's going to find our Instagram where you had to sing like Johnny Cash. Just gonna like, say, Never mind, dude. Don't, don't. Do <laughs> I'm so glad he didn't find our anything from our podcast prior to this because uh, Mello has a really bad country music take that we just like hope you never find. Um, it's awful. So, I yeah. Want to know. I yeah. think Johnny Cash is overrated. I got to see this now. Yeah. He thinks Johnny Cash is overrated. What? I know. <laughs> Thank you. That was my bad reaction. <laughs> I'm going to own up to it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, a country music star on our show. Better kiss his ass and say Johnny Cash is good. <laughs> I, I like I get it. He's good. But I uh, I think he's more popular just as like a cult icon, you know, yeah. pop culture kind of yeah. guy than he is country music. Yeah. I mean, he had a ton of hits and stuff. He just, you know, he did his thing a little different. And that's probably why he's like such an icon, you know. And, yeah. Oh, um, but. <laughs> Kind of sounds like you're agreeing with me. <laughs> no, don't no, give him that. That far, but. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. We also don't need that for Ray just out there in the world. Right. But right. Ray, we we really appreciate you uh, joining us. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and find anything you're you're doing. 
Yeah, it's rayfulturemusic.com and then at rayfulturemusic on Instagram and Facebook. And then it's at call me underscore Raymond on Twitter. So a little tip of the cap to that old Brett Eldridge song. So Nice. I love that song. Um, well, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Hey, thank you all so much, guys. Yeah, thank thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Y'all. Yeah.